BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming your strongest financial self? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. Get it today at northwesternmutual.com slash good plan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to episode eight of the Jussie podcast on the Revolver Podcast Network. I am your host, Thomas Kelly. I'm here with our co-host, Kimberly Hill. And we are about to, hey, Kimberly, I should introduce you. I should say hello. Kimberly, how are you? Well, I am well, Tom. How are you? Good. Hey, and thanks for being here today with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And it's about time for us to get into... uh, Total recap and look back at the entire Jussie Smollett case from the beginning. Uh, let's get into it. Kimberly, we want to start with the uh, shortly after the incident in Chicago, January 2019, and the stunning news that Jussie Smollett, the famous Empire actor, had been attacked on the streets of Chicago in the early morning hours. And here, let's hear a few of the first news broadcast and quotes from notable people. Okay. What happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Of course, Kamala weighed in as well, tweeting, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of the sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. We could play many, many more, including from all over. The the sympathy and concern was uh, fairly unanimous. But within less than a month, everything seemed to turn around. Even after uh, Jussie had given a lengthy interview uh, to Good Morning America to support his case and explain what happened, there were doubts. There were doubts and they were widespread and the whispers started and became louder. And this culminated in the press conference with the uh, Chicago police chief. Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How could someone look at the hatred and suffering associated with that symbol and see an opportunity to manipulate that symbol to further his own public profile? How can an individual 
who's been embraced by the city of Chicago turn around and slap everyone in this city in the face by making these false claims. Bogus police reports cause real harm. They do harm to every legitimate victim who's in need of support by police and, and investigators as well as the citizens of this city. But this publicity stunt was a scar that Chicago didn't earn and certainly didn't deserve. To make things worse, the accusations within this phony attack received national attention for weeks. Celebrities, news commentators, and even presidential candidates weighed in on something that was choreographed by an actor. Okay, that's just part of it. It goes on for several more minutes. To me, it clearly was very well written in advance, well choreographed. There were an array of police, black and white, gay and straight, and other citizens flanking the chief of police on the steps of City Hall. It's all a little too much. And we have to talk about some of the comments by the police chief. He said it was done by Jussie to gain attention. He was so unequivocal in his statements. This was a crime. Case closed. This was uh, horrendous. This is harmful to the city and to other people. He paid $3,500. That is in dispute. Uh, Jussie claims he paid $3,500 uh, for personal training services, which he had before to one of the Osendero brothers, who were later confirmed to be the attackers. It says on the check, in the memo line, on the check for training services. Uh, the chief also says it was because he was dissatisfied uh, with his salary on Empire. He was making about a half a million dollars a week, the most he had ever made in his life. Everyone at Empire, everyone at the Fox Network, and everyone on Jussie's team confirmed uh, they were all happy at Empire. This has to be questioned because it looks like uh, the police and the city welcomed this whole incident and welcomed the revelation that it may have been, although they said it was certain it was a hoax, because it took the heat off the city as far as the ongoing Laquan McDonald case where a young black teenager had been shot dead on the streets of Chicago, shot 16 times, unarmed. And there was a huge uproar that ended with a federal uh, consent decree that insisted that the police change many of their uh, procedures, operations, disclosures, etc. So uh, this is the Jussie Smollett incident is part of such a larger picture we need people to understand that. And I'm sorry for taking so much time for that, Kimberly. Now, I want to hear, uh, what did you think about the chief of police in the press conference? It, Tom, I, I have to be honest. This whole thing seemed uh, a little made up to me, and they seem to be going too far. Uh, the press conference seemed to me to be drawn up, made up, carefully practiced. Uh, I, I can tell he was he was guided to to be sure that he said these words. I don't. I doubt that he wrote 
the the script himself, but I think you know as well as I do that that press conference flipped everything in uh, not a day, in an hour. The mm-hmm. outpouring of anger and resentment and agreement that Jesse was guilty, case closed, was to me incredible, including from many of his uh, friends and associates. They didn't all come out and condemn him on the same day as the press conference. But at best, the ones who were the nicest were very hesitant to dispute what the police said. And I would say the kindest of them said, hey, well, we have to wait for uh, this to play out. Let's wait and see what develops. Most of the comments were damnation of Jussie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that was because of the excellence of the press conference? Or do you think, and I'd like to know from you personally, did you have reservations shortly after you first heard about the incident? Were you already, like many people have said, starting to think, wait, I'm not sure about this. There's something wrong here. First of all, I, I have a hard time understanding how they condemned him if you're innocent until proven guilty, first of all. Secondly, I didn't know what to think, honestly. I didn't know what to think. I thought to myself, why did he do that? And that was it. I kind of, it just didn't seem serious enough to dwell on it. Right. Okay, let's hear what some of the uh, notables said in the immediate wake of the police conference, press conference, uh, that uh, turned the script on Jesse. Here are some comments from some of the stars at the uh, Essence Black Women in Hollywood Awards just a few days after the press conference broke the story of the alleged hoax. Any thoughts on Jesse Smollett? Do you have any comment on that? You know what? All that will play out as it is. It's a very, very sad situation. You know, he's, it's as if he's our, our younger brother, you know, a part of our family. But, uh, and as that, all that, you know, makes its way through the process, I just have to, I just would like to say that, you know, if you're, if you're striving to become the best that you can be, you know, and you have a dream, just know that you always, always, always have to put in the hard work, the professionalism, and the positive attitude to go with it. I have to ask you, though, ma'am, Jesse Smollett, I know, does that send the movement backwards? Is it a disservice? Does it taint hate crimes going forward? Well, um, first of all, let me just say this is Maxine uh, Waters. He was a friend. Uh, he introduced me when I was awarded at uh, Black Girls Rock. We walked the Pride Parade together. He came to my office. We were at fundraisers in New York together. And when he told me and I heard about this, I believed him. And uh, I don't know where this is going to go. If it turns out that it is absolutely determined to be a hoax, I will be so disappointed. Uh, I'm just hopeful that despite whatever happens, that his life will turn out to be uh, all right at some point.
thoughts on what Jesse Smollett's going through right now? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I actually consider him a friend in the industry. You know, we have people that we, you know, meet and we have love for. And just, Jesse is definitely one of those people for me. I, you know, I'm, I hate the things that I've been reading. Candy bears. Um, but I'm always gonna have love for Jesse. So I'm praying. I want to wait to hear from him. You know, to know if it's definitely that he's guilty or not. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. What do you want to say to him right now? Jesse, I got much love for you. Um, you know, if it's not true, just stick to your guns. And if it's some truth to it, just let it go. Put it out there. Forgive. Forgiveness is key. And say apologize if that's the case. And just keep moving. Kimberly, I think you'd agree that this is only a few days after the press conference. And those mm-hmm. comments are kind of even-handed. There's some recognition. Okay, maybe it's a hoax. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of sympathy. Hey, that's all right, Jesse. Let's fix things up. We'll move on regardless of what it is. We love you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Okay, now listen to this. This is only a few days later. And these are separate cuts from Trevor Noah. So I need to tread very lightly here and simply say, what a <laughs> Just, oh, no. Are you kidding me? This dude may have faked a hate crime just to get a raise? I don't understand. What, like, what's the logic there? You get your ass beat, and then you Colbert. go to your boss and be like, hey, can I get now another million dollars? Uh, I need to buy some band-aids. What, what was the thinking? That's not a good way to get a raise, people. I mean, call me old-fashioned. But whatever happens, you're just going into your boss's office and blackmailing him with nudes, okay? <laughs> America, let me just tell you something. Hartley. What's that? Uh, do not commit crimes with checks. <laughs> Come on, man. You cannot, if you're going to break the law, do not write a check. Because you're writing a check that what? Uh, behind can't cash. <laughs> Yo, man, you can't you cash up. <laughs> hey, get cash, man. <laughs> I never used an ATM. Now, you can only, I heard you can only get $200 out of Charles. Charles, stop, literally. <laughs> okay, as we can see there, it only took a few weeks mm-hmm. for everything to move first from sympathetic and concern to doubt, hesitation in the wake of the press conference, uh, but still with some sympathy and concern for Jussie. And now in the last clip, we see it only took a few more weeks for it to move to certainty of guilt and ridicule. And ridicule, in my mind, is the worst in the public arena because it's funny. It's funny. And, you know, this ties into, hey, it wasn't that serious a crime. Nobody could joke about it if it was a murder. And it turned out that one who was thought to be innocent was guilty. They still wouldn't tell jokes about it. But in this case, it's a disorderly conduct crime. So it's wide open. And now the jokes start and the jokes continue. The ridicule of Jussie Smollett. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smollett, he's a very French, very famous French actor. He became famous on a show called Empire. One night, he was in Chicago late at night. He was the victim 
of a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouye is gay and he is black, not just French. Apparently, when he was walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on and beat him up. Tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas and, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page. Justice for Juicy and all this shit. The whole country was up in arms. He was talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African Americans, we were like oddly quiet. <laughs> We were so quiet about this that the gay community started accusing the African-American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this was clearly lying. None of these details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that you're from Empire? Does that sound like how white people talk? I know white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say, if you're racist and homophobic, you're not even gonna know who this is. You can't watch Empire. Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smoulier, please tell me what happened. All right, 2 a.m. You left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. You were walking. You were walking. All right. And, and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any? Okay, what, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smoulier. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. Kimberly, I'd like to hear what a black woman in America thinks of the Dave Chappelle stand-up bit and the whole tidal wave of ridicule aimed at Jussie in the wake of statements by police that say he's been arrested and charged and seem to indicate we don't need a trial here. <laughs> we, we, we don't need anything. The guy's guilty. Let's just sentence him and uh, send him off. What did you think of that whole thing? Um, again, uh, uh, I just thought it was a circus. Uh, I, I, the whole thing is a circus for me, but Dave Chappelle, you know, I have a lot of respect for Dave Chappelle. And as a as a comedian, you, you're allowed to say and do pretty much what you want to because you make it funny. You make good sense of it. Dave Chappelle made a lot of sense and he continues to make a lot of sense. And he's said some things I don't agree with, you know, but it was funny um, as a as a black woman in America. I, I appreciate those who chose to wait for all the evidence to be shown. You know, I'm glad to hear you say that because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, and I need you to tell me, right mm -hmm. or wrong, did a lot mm -hmm. of black people 
laugh at Dave Chappelle's routine? Oh, absolutely. I did. <laughs> I did. I just think this thing ends up being so crazy. The story of Jussie Smollett becomes a saga here. It's gone on for three years now. And let's hear about in the middle. This is a, a conversation with Terrence Howard in an interview. And Terrence, it's been a tough year for everyone involved with, uh, with Empire after uh, what happened with Jesse Smollett uh, and that situation. I'm interested to know, what was it like for you and the cast being caught up in that situation, and and have you and Jesse, have you stayed in touch with him? Yes, we have. Yes, that, that Jesse played my son. I mean, the show kicked off because I took my four-year-old son and put him in the trash can because he had worn high heel shoes down the stairs. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of that young man that played my son because he still loved me at the end of it. And all he wanted to do was get closer to me. And then out of nowhere, you know, he snatched away from us. So it's like now he was the heart of our show. And mm -hmm. now it's like our show is on um, a blood, uh, a heart and lung bypass machine mm -hmm. because the heart is gone. But we're still hoping that there's gonna be a transplant and hoping somehow it'll come yeah. back together. I'm sorry to bring you guys down. No, it's all right, but what was it, what was it like for you and the cast being, when that whole news story happened, what was it like for you on the set, knowing someone like that, someone who you love and you care for, what was the atmosphere like on the set during that time? I don't know what it was like. I'm still trying to figure it out. We are mm -hmm. all still trying to, trying to put the pieces together because my son is gone. Of course. My son, that was, that was my little boy and he's gone now. And they don't mention him as if it's okay. And that's like, mm -hmm. no, that's not cool. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Do you ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or a random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Okay, hey, I thought that was so heartfelt from Terrence Howard. How did you take that, Kimberly? Um, I, I felt the same way. Um, and I, I can I can tell that he just really didn't know how to feel and he really didn't wanna wanna say anything because he, he's innocent until proven guilty and nobody wants to believe that it happened. And in the way that it happened and the things that they're saying, and Tom, the media is solely responsible. They came out immediately, and all the things that were said, all the, there was no trial. No, so there, had, there hadn't been a trial. So, so where did all this come from?
Hey, you know, this uh, leads right to the next cut, which is a CNN panel that uh, featured uh, Van Jones. And uh, one of the hosts was uh, Allison Camerata. Allison Camerata is a white lady, veteran a host on CNN, used to be on Fox. And I thought it was interesting that of all the people, and so many had already crossed over to, oh, he's guilty, he's guilty, he's guilty. And even Van Jones was hesitant to even doubt the guilt. And it took Allison Camerata to kind of step in and clarify a little bit of the situation. Let's listen to this. Interesting. I feel like we're, the pendulum has now swung back the other way so far. So three weeks ago, I think people were wrong to believe Jesse Smollett in such a wholesale way, to dismiss any skepticism that they had about this story and jump on the bandwagon and believe mm -hmm. him and so publicly be on his side. And now... Are we making the same mistake of believing the police chief in such a wholesale way? Jesse Smollett hasn't been convicted yet. He hasn't gone to trial. And now to say that, yes, he's guilty of this, that, that way everybody say, I've never seen anything like it, this kind of rush to judgment on, uh, in such a short period of time. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think honestly, this story is getting a little bit too much attention. I know that it's, you know, has all the elements of, of television and, and clickbait and, and things that we love. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, there was a member of the United States government who had a stockpile of weapons that was ready to attack, you know, some of our colleagues and, and people we know and, and people on Capitol Hill. And here we are talking about Jesse Smollett. I know there were a lot of people who thought the story sounded strange when it first happened, despite all this, mm -hmm. you know, public uh, declarations of support. Um, and, you know, people are asking politicians about it. And it, it just it feels a little bit um, misguided mm -hmm. at this point that it has all of our attention. I uh, Kimberly, I, I don't know. What is your takeaway from from that conversation? Well, first of all, she was absolutely correct. Um, it, 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 it garnered way too much attention because it, Jesse is an, an upstanding citizen doing very well in his career, very well loved and liked by many, many, many people. And people didn't know which way to go because the media has a very clever way of making you believe anything they say before anybody has a chance to prove anything different. Hey, I hear you about that. And uh, we want to move on to another cut. I think this is also CNN with Anderson Cooper and Jeffrey Tubin. And I have a few comments but before we do, I want to get back to Alison Camerata. I think the most important point she made was that, uh, to me, it meant, hey, this whole thing, it's not about Jussie. It's not, not about disorderly conduct. Nope. It's not about Chicago. This is now has been elevated to this is all entertainment and nothing mm -hmm. else. This mm -hmm. is all well, entertainment. Well, and what? it's clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Click. Hey, hey, let's run with it. And Jussie is left in the dust. Okay, let's hear from uh, CNN with Anderson Cooper and Jeffrey Tubin. Is there something to suggest that the reason they may have decided against this and not to the charges because of the number of counts against him and charging as a felony rather than a misdemeanor? 
No, I think the fact that they charged so many counts is all the more reason this looks um, so odd to everybody this that is, all 16 uh, counts attorney. were dismissed uh, two and a half weeks After Anderson he was arrained Cooper on these 16 Jeffrey counts. Tubin. So there's Jeffrey obviously Tubin very different ways they could have tried to, to dissolve of this case. And their initial offer to us involved a dismissal. This wasn't something that was negotiated. We were never going to enter a plea. He's maintained his innocence. Obviously, he continues to maintain his innocence. And so a plea was off the table. And so for them, two and a half weeks later to completely dismiss the case, I think that speaks volumes. Jeff Tubin, I know you have some questions. Uh Ms. Glendian, does, does your client plan to apologize to the actual victims of hate crimes who will now be disbelieved because of your client's ridiculous stunt here? Um, well, I completely disagree with your categorization that this was a ridiculous stunt. Again, he has not been convicted of any crimes. It's unbelievable to me the amount of um, conviction in his guilt when prior to him ever stepping foot inside the courthouse. And now that 16 counts were dismissed against him by the state attorney's office in such a high profile matter, the fact that people still call it call this a ridiculous stunt is actually very offensive to me. And so the, so, only, so the only person who should be apologizing is the mayor and the city of Chicago. That's who that's who should apologize to the victims of hate crimes who will now hesitate to come forward because they don't want to be charged with 16 counts themselves. I, I was just stunned at Jeffrey Tubin basically uh, calling for the uh, get a rope philosophy as far as Jesse was concerned. And I thought the attorney for Jesse made a great point there that, uh, no, Jesse shouldn't apologize. The mayor and police chief should apologize because, you know, they said all along that uh, because of Jesse, hate crime victims will be very hesitant to come forward in the future. And it was all Jesse's fault. I would suggest because of the mayor and the chief of police of Chicago, you are guaranteed that no hate crime victim will dare come forward in Chicago or maybe anywhere in this country anytime soon because of what the police and the mayor and the media did to Jussie without a trial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it's such a serious, it's such a, I mean, it happens. Things like that really happen, and they need to be believed. It's really baffling that that they're getting away with it, that it's even still uh, a conversation, and that and that people are saying the things. It, it's purely, it's Tom. It's purely uh, fun and games here. It is. It's the most cynical entertainment so value cynical. topic. It, in the country and has been for years now. It's embarrassing. It is. Hey, we want to move on. Now let's move on to the trial at the very end of the sentencing phase mm -hmm. of the trial. After Jesse had been so harshly, brutally sentenced uh. by the judge in a 40-minute tirade against uh, a man who had to sit there and take it. It was in the courtroom. The judge owns the courtroom, and he spoke uninterrupted for 40 minutes, damning Jussie for all his actions, for his character, for everything. And Jussie was given a brief opportunity to speak at the end, and uh, here is what he said. I'm not 
suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Yes. In light of the notice of appeal, we would ask that you suspend the jail sentence in light of the do what? of the notice of appeal. Did I do what? Suspend the jail sentence in light of the notice of appeal. No. That will be respectfully denied. Yes, yes Mark. Mr. Lewis. No. I'm not staying. No, no, no. The wheels of justice turn slowly. And sometimes the hammer justice has to fall, and it's falling right here, right now. I'm not staying this. This happens right here, right now. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal, and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. You know, when I first heard that, Kimberly, I thought, what the? He, he shouldn't be talking like that. It, he should calm down. That, but I realized later. He was trying to make what he thought was a very important point there. I think there was some cur- some concern by Jussie and others that they were taking him off right from court to the Cook County Jail, one of the horrendous jails in America. And Jussie was getting out front by saying, I am not suicidal, so emphatically. You know what he was talking about. He was saying, hey, I'm going to get Epstein if if they take me Mm -hmm. to jail. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? First of all, you know, he he took him away at that moment because he could, because he had the power to do so. And, And he was trying to impress his cronies who put him in the position he's in. Because, again, I learned from the investigator that he wasn't chosen by the people. He was placed there by his friends taking him away immediately and then Jesse making it Jesse, excuse me, making it very clear that he's not suicidal. That's probably why they let him go. Had something happened while he was there, Tom, what do you think? What, what, what situation do you think we would be in now? Had they not let him go? And why did they let him go? Oh, the mayor, the police, the people at the jail, the judge, everybody would have been in the, mm-hmm. the worst hot water mm-hmm. ever and mm-hmm. uh they realized in a few days hey mm-hmm. we gotta get we gotta get him out of there this is this is now but they had their fun they, they took did. him right from the courtroom to the jail put him in jail for a few days to mm-hmm. me that was just spite it was they did exactly what they wanted to do and it was just evil Tommy it was evil it was an evil game and they're sitting back laughing like they think they did something and no and I don't think they care that 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 there are a lot of people there are a lot of people that that know you know why they did this but I don't think they care I think that any opportunity you know some can get to to continue to make uh African Americans look inferior and helpless They'll take it. I'm sorry. Um, For them to take him away, 
this day, right here, right now. You you leave here and go straight to jail in handcuffs after you've you carefully demeaned him and like what was all this for? You know, in a serial in a serial murder case, I can see the judge saying, Oh no, no, you're not getting out on on appeal. You're going right to jail. On a disorderly conduct charge for a notable person, uh, a person of standing in the community, totally unheard of. Um, If they had, if, if, if he had been a serial killer with, with all these amazing things about him, they would have never said all that. (laughs) No, they wouldn't. They would have never said all that. It was Jesse. They wouldn't have. And they had an opportunity to, to try to make him look bad. They just had an opportunity to try to make them look bad. And I really feel sorry for the people who, even after all the proof has come out. And, it, and, and you know, if you didn't listen to and didn't have, uh, uh, didn't have the, uh, the wherewithal to really, because I didn't. So, Tom, if it wasn't for you, there were a lot of things that still would have been very unclear for me. But I had the opportunity to listen to the investigator. Shelly, was that her name? Yes. Shelly Stanley, our lead investigator. Awesome job, Shelly. I had a chance to listen to her and listen to the, the, the details. And, and what they did was unreal. And it just, it just continues. It's like, you know, this, this thing they do will never stop. It's like, right. you know what, we got an opportunity to really do something bad and, and, and try to be more de- divisive. Let's, let's, let's take this opportunity and put on a show. And what, the, what kind of game are you playing? You get together in your little cigar rooms and, and drum up a bunch of BS, and now what? Now what is right. Hey, we want to wrap up. We want to wrap up. We want to take us uh, right up till today. And that would be uh, everyone knows or should know that – Yes, Jesse was convicted. He was sentenced, very harsh sentence, 150 days in jail, 30 months probation, a total of $150,000 in fines and more right off to jail. And then uh, thankfully he was released a few days later. Another judge stepped in and said, hey, what are you doing here? Let him back off pending appeal. And just last week, uh, Jussie came out with a new song, and I think there's many ways to take this. And let's hear a little bit of Jussie's new song. Jussie's new song, which is right on point. He is doubling down again and not backing up a step. And the song, you'll hear it. You can judge for yourself. Let's listen to Jussie's Thank You God, I Believe is the title of Jussie Smollett's new song. It's like they held me, yeah, not solving a crime. Taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia that start taking lives. But turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides. Maybe we stick together, maybe we read more things. Instead of saying it's above me now, brother, you sure? I can't be mad, take my ego out. Some people searching for fame, some people chasing that cloud. Just remember this. That situation, you think I'm stupid enough to keep my reputation? Just a bit too look like a victim, like it's something fun. I better look at someone else, the wrong one. You can hear it, it's all over YouTube. And the comments first, before I tell you what the comments have been all across the internet, Kimberly, I'd like to hear from you. What's your take on Jesse's new song? 
Um, Tom, I think that as an artist, he, he saw a chance for him to express himself. And, you know, oftentimes, um, the little people don't get a chance to, um, to use their, their platform, however small it may be, to, uh, to expose things for what they are. Jesse, Jesse took the opportunity to, to say some things that, that needed to be said. Um, it doesn't sound like something I'd listen to over and over and over and, and, and you know, vibe out to and, and enjoy, but it was a statement. And it was a statement that, you know, this isn't that. I had no reason to ruin my reputation. You all are just busy still trying to be divisive, clout chasing, and just making, making us look bad. And, and here's the truth. And this is how I feel. I would agree with that. I'd also say it was very defiant. Mm -hmm. It was Jesse saying, no, I I don't care. I don't care if you cancel Mm -hmm. me. I don't care if you kill me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am. I still stand by what I said. I'm still going to be Jesse Smollett. Yeah, it was angry, Jesse. And, And a lot of damage was done to his reputation for this and for no reason at all. Will he ever come back? Do you think he'll come back from this? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. You know, America is a very forgiving country. And they've shown it time and again uh, with people. Jeffrey Tubin is an example. With uh, people that I go back to, uh, Martha Stewart and uh, so many others. There's a big long list of prominent people that have done something wrong or committed a crime. Uh, but he didn't do any of that. Not anything serious. And, you know, we started this podcast with the intent, the stated intent of, mm-hmm. hey, all we're looking for is the truth. We want to find the truth, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're still on that same path. We want to find the truth. But the truth doesn't mean guilty or not guilty. That's not the end of the truth. That's a small part of it and an important part. It's not the whole story. And I think uh, the Justice Smollett story has now transcended uh, that in the whole scheme of things. That's a minor question now. Mm-hmm. The question is, what is all of this? Why are we doing all of this Why? to Justice Smollett? Uh, what is the mindset of the media and the nation about Jesse. Are, and it's just not Jesse. I don't, you know, uh, I, I understand the, I understand what you're asking, but it's just not Jesse. It's not just him. Who is it? It's, 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 it's African-Americans. It's just not him. Mm-hmm. And, and it isn't. And it's, it's very hurtful. It's hurtful because, you know, here we are in 2022 and it's, it's still it's still what it is. You know, I just, I just see uh, this story as people in the media and in Hollywood mm-hmm. and in politics mm-hmm. and uh, people in general are using Jussie to run their own games. I don't think it's a very good thing for America. Oh, I think it was a cheap shot. And if they think that they're doing something great, they're not. You look ridiculous, and uh, it, it, it's, it's meaningless. 
it's meaningless. Although it hurts and it, and you, you know, it, it turned out to be something that was so minor. It turned out to be much bigger than the story itself. Yes. You know, but it was, it was, it's not, um, it wasn't very smart. Like if you think you were doing something smart and you weren't, whoever, you know, whosoever idea this was, I don't know how, did you, what, where was the, what was the thought process behind that? What was it all for? And what did it do? Hey, Kimberly, I'd like to wrap up with one last question for you. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's a double question. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you believe at this point that, Jussie, as far as the specific crime of disorderly conduct, do you believe that Jussie is guilty or not guilty by law? I'm talking within the confines of the law. Should he have been found guilty or not guilty? And part two, does it matter? You know, to answer the question, um, I'll answer it because you, you know, you asked and, and no, it, he should have not been found guilty. And number two, does it matter? Not at all. Hmm. I think it we're going to end matter. right there. Tom, the damage has been done. It doesn't matter. Hey, Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for taking time to visit with us on episode eight of Jussie, the Jussie podcast. And we'll see you all again with episode nine coming soon on the Revolver Podcast Network. Thanks for listening and take care. Listen to the Jussie podcast from Revolver on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or where you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.